0: Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk. Energy is very much in vogue these days, with the giant upstream oil companies like Shell and Exxon earning hundreds of billions of euros in profits this year alone. For energy trading companies, i.e. the people who act as the middlemen between the oil producers and the end users, it's been a mixed bag. The smallest ones have struggled because they didn't have enough cash to buy large amounts of newly expensive gas and oil. But my next guest, Electro Root, based in Donegal, were taken over by the Japanese behemoth Mitsubishi recently. And now they're expanding both here and in the Far East. And Ronan Doherty is the chief executive and founder of Electro Root and joins us from Donegal. Good morning, Ronan. Hi, Joe. Great to be here. There's not that much sympathy for companies in the energy business this year, I suspect. But for energy traders like you, it's been a mixed bag.
1: Um, that's right. It's uh, unlike maybe our upstream oil and gas companies uh, in, the, in the middle of the value chain and the trading section. It, it, uh, there's been mixed results. There's There's been some bankruptcies of some companies. There's just been some state bailouts of other uh, other large companies on the co- on the continent, and then others have done quite well, but
0: um, the volatility certainly has put a strain on, on on balance sheets right around the industry for sure. So, just remind us what energy traders do. I, I describe them as middlemen between the upstream people like Shell and BP and the final users, or at least the near final users.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you a, f- a flavour of what we do in Electroute. Um, we we trade and contract at the at the heart of the wholesale markets uh, in both power and gas. And in our company, we specifically focus on the new practices that enable more renewables to come onto the system and move us a little bit closer to net zero. Um, it's all wholesale activity, so we wouldn't necessarily be, be household names. Um, and uh, you trade in... For, we example for t- trade in power, gas, green certificates, other commodities in all the key Western European countries, uh, as well as Japan. And,
0: and we deal in both the physical commodities and the financial derivatives. So, um, but you don't actually touch the energy itself. Uh, it, it's, it's, you, it, you trade it, but you don't move oil or gas.
1: Uh, no, that's that's not correct. Uh, traders would be responsible for physically shipping gas from one country to another, or uh, or creating flows on interconnectors from one country to another as you buy capacity and uh, do your trades, and then submit su- submit that information to the system operators. And, and are you, and, uh,
0: that, that are you bringing forward. in um, uh, liquefied uh, natural gas? Um,
1: in our company ourselves, not, uh, not, not directly, um, but we, would, we trade quite heavily on interconnectors. Uh, uh, you know, for example, a big activity in Ireland is exporting excess wind power from Ireland to, say, the UK when, when, when it's very windy here in Ireland.
0: Now, um, you're expanding in Japan. You are part of the Mitsubishi behemoth, um, which I suppose acted as a, a kind of a sugar daddy during the, the volatile bits of the summer.
1: Um, yeah, exactly. We're um, we're delighted today. We're announcing 50 new jobs in Electroute um, as we continue that that growth. Um, the majority of these particular roles will be based in Japan as as, as we expand our operations uh, in there. But a quarter of these roles will also be based here in Ireland, uh, both in our kenny office and in Dublin. And they'll add to 25 new positions that we filled here in in the last 12 months. Um, our partnership with Mitsubishi has been really interesting and, and really fruitful over the last six years. Um, they've been a great partner um, for us and particularly in a really choppy uh, environment like we've had in the market in the last year. They've, uh, they've been a great capital backer of the company and, and helped us uh, continue our steady growth.
0: Now, wholesale gas prices have been falling over the last few weeks, um, but they could rise again next year, I suspect.
1: It is really the 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 gas markets are are really on a knife edge and um, and while they have been uh, coming off in the last uh, in the last six weeks um, mainly, mainly due to the really unusually warm weather that we've had over the last while um uh, they still remain around five or six times their, nor- their normal price level yeah. in Europe. So it's, uh, it's, it's still quite elevated.
0: So, so what does that mean? It, it means that uh, users, end users, wholesalers, everybody needs to brace themselves for price, prices remaining high for perhaps another year.
1: Yes, um, unfortunately, that that's uh, the outlook at the minute. Uh, high prices this winter are, you know, continue through next summer and in, into the following winter as well, as as a, as Europe still, you know, scratches its head and remains concerned as to as to where it's going to source its gas for 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 the next while. So um, the the industry is trying to sort itself out, and there's a lot of LNG, this liquefied natural gas, uh, cargoes um, coming to Europe at the minute. So it looks like we might just squeak through this winter, but the concerns remain.
0: um, for for the 18 months ahead. So we'll squeak through this winter because it's been unseasonably mild, um, but also because the storage, especially in the larger economies like France and Germany, uh, of gas has reached nearly 100%.
1: Exactly, yeah. Gas storage is uh, incredibly high, and there's also, you know, there's also a couple of dozen uh, LNG tankers floating off the coast of Europe waiting to deliver that gas as well. So um, the high storage and the unseasonably warm weather has, has helped us get off to the right start uh, for this winter. So um, we hope we'll we'll be able to squeeze through uh, unless there's any. Extreme weather crunch, like a, a beast from the east type scenario again, mm-hmm. which that would that, that would really put a, a stress on the system. This, and this
0: uh, this center. whole crisis, this energy crisis, and it is an energy crisis. Mm-hmm. This has focused minds on renewable. The only problem is renewable doesn't come on stream that quickly in the quantities that is needed.
1: Exactly. Well, all all energy infrastructure takes takes a, a long time to to permit and build. But in terms of as a policy point of view, there is now no question renewables are the answer to to every. You know, aspect of energy policy. It's green, it's local, and uh, it's and, not Russian. Uh, it's not Russian exactly, and it's also by far the cheapest source of power we can get now. There's n- n- nothing can come as slow, uh, close to the value of renewables uh, for the consumer. So, so it's really it's really just a race to see how much we can permit and get built uh, and uh, and and transform the energy system uh, as quick as we can.
0: Well, best of luck on that road uh, to uh, renewable energy and in the energy trading business. That's Ronan. Doherty, the boss of ElectroRoute in uh, in Letterkenny, in County Donegal. Breakfast business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.